Hey, what's up, guys? It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. I'm here with my partner. Uh, 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 there's so many things I can say. It's it's my friend, my 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 local neighbor now, uh, Will. Yeah, w- Will. Uh, and how do you want me to even address you? Is it just Will? Just Will. Just Will's just fine. Well, and then your Instagram handle is Will underscore XX. When Will underscore XX, and he's a tattoo artist that's done all kinds of cool stuff. You've probably seen some stuff on Matt. You've probably seen it on Eli. You've probably seen it on. Uh, Black Rifle Logan. You've probably seen it on every other person that's part of the crew. They're getting work by Will right now here in Salt Lake City. But before we get started, uh, let me hit up some of these podcast sponsors. You guys know the one and only Warfighter Tobacco. Warfighter Tobacco's got all kinds of cool cigars. You guys go check them out. Like I said, I'm still testing out the Rocco Blend. It's a signature series. I'm working on the artwork for it as well. But I'm super proud of Warfighter Tobacco. They had a kick-ass time at SHOT Show and continuing on to bigger and better things, smoking lots of cigars. If you guys enjoy them, give us a shout-out. Uh, if you guys want a discount, use uh, Vinny Rock for, I believe it's an 11% discount. There was a bigger discount this weekend uh, during during SHOT Show. It was 18% off they were giving, guys. But, uh, again, check us out. Warfighter Tobacco, you know we love you. And uh, thanks for all your support. Uh, next, I'm going to talk about Beard.com. Beard.com is kind of cool. It's evolving. I'm actually still working on growing this. It is me. I am one of the owners of it uh, with a, one other owner of it who really just helps me do all the stuff on the back end that I'm not good at. Um, I've been doing a lot of the s- social media marketing and all that stuff, so you probably see it a little bit more on your timelines uh, now than ever because I'm really focusing on that. <clears throat> um, yeah. Beard.com, go check it out. It has all your beard stuff. Uh, there's a few things. If you want to leave here with uh, some shampoo or some something, you let me know. You can snag it and take it with you. Sounds good, Will? That's nice, real nice. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also Elvato. That's what we should get you Elvato for your son. He has hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's good. He's got a freaking big old mop going on. Yeah, I know. Well, I'll get you some, see if he likes it. Nice. I'll be good to get a, get a feedback. But you can find Elvato as well, the Elvato Palmade. Uh, on beer.com go check it out you guys tell your friends tell tell uh, tell your ladies that it'd be nice to uh, to get some beer.com for th- for for Valentine's Day if you guys want to use the promo code hubby and you can get 15% off right now all right what else is there there's combat flags you saw that combat flags yeah pretty oh, yeah. cool right that's really cool those guys are good they're kicking ass <clears throat> you know they say they want to support the podcast so uh, I jumped all over that because those guys are pretty rad ass rad dudes um, go check out combat flags Let's see. I forget their Instagram handle. I think it's just Combat Flags. Boom, boom. It is Combat underscore Flags on Instagram. Go check them out. Again, some dope-ass flags. Oh, dude. The other sponsor. You ever had... Have you slept on a Lisa bed yet? Not yet. You've heard of them? Yes. Right? Dude, it's funny because they they wanted to sponsor the podcast, which uh, very fortunate that they wanted to jump on board. Um, I don't know how much longer I'm going to have them because I think they're... Dude, they, they reach a huge, huge demographic. And I don't have that kind of reach, so mm-hmm. I think they might be ending their contract with me. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm I was happy enough to have them as long as I have. Hopefully, yeah, I can hold on to them for another month and keep showing them growth from the uh, podcast side of things. But um, it's a bed in a box, right? It's a bed in a box. Um, it is hands down the best bed I have ever had. And the cool thing is, a lot of the money that comes from it, they actually send send a lot of their money. They donate to homeless veterans, which is something that. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, bed and box companies out there. Have you yeah. seen that? Yeah, it's, it's growing really fast now. 
Yeah, it's it's getting huge, you know, but uh, the one that I guess I trust now is the only one that I've ever had. It's at least a bed. It's comfortable. It helps me sleep at night. It's this weird, weird thing. But like I said, the coolest thing is, is a lot of the homeless vets, this is what they said to me, a lot of the homeless vets that they encounter and, and during their donations as veterans as well, they've donated over 24000 plus to this date. Wow. Um, so literally every day that passes, they're giving away money. They're giving as much money as they can to homeless, and, and a lot of those are veterans. So that made me kind of a little bit more excited about pushing – uh, Lisa Beds and if you guys are interested in getting a Lisa Bed you guys hit me up obviously a promo code is Vinny Rock uh, I think you can get 200 bucks off one of the bigger matches 100 bucks off the other matches but if you just have questions hit me up man I can answer it or I can send you to people that do understand it what else there's so many little companies that I've kind of associated with and jumped on board and helping grow you know like Freedom Jerky that's another one that's pretty cool that one a lot of the money for, for Freedom Jerky goes to um, what is it War Horse uh, nonprofit, and then as well as I jump on board with with Hero Sports nonprofit, but uh, you, it's it's sometimes you feel spread thin that you're trying right. to do too much, but right. at the same time, if I I feel like it's if I'm not doing enough, it's a crazy position to be in, man. So what's up, dude? How's your how's your day? Good so far, man. Woke <laughs> up really early to take my son to school, and I'm feeling great. That's good. Here, I'm gonna fix your mic real quick. Uh, right there. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so this microphone, it's, it's fucking hell. I don't know. Awesome. Let's try that. Let's try that. That'll work. Little technical difficulties, my freaking microphones. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't put them on right. There's <laughs> only you need guys like JT who can fix shit like that. Like, I don't know anything about audio. There's some, there's a screw there that gets loose every time. But even on my side, this thing gets loose. I, I don't understand it. Either way. I don't know if you reflect on stuff. Like, you're talking about that, um, that bed. Yeah. How crazy comfortable it is. Comparing that to you know sleeping on the floor in a crappy cot or in a Humvee chair or something for like three days in a row. Yeah, I always whenever I have I have a really amazing meal or sleep in something like that or just have luxury or really amazing comfort. I always reflect on the shitty parts of my life where it, it wasn't so nice, it wasn't so tasty, it wasn't so comfortable. Dude, and it really reflects like this is awesome. This is really freaking awesome right Here, now. Here's the crazy thing, dude. So for about three years I slept on the floor uh, when I was in the border patrol mm-hmm. and dude the, the, the whole situation is kind of weird um, I was sending a lot of money home to at the time the wife and kids yeah. you know this is obviously my ex-wife um, I was sending a lot of money home to them and I was kind of put on this stipend which is the, the thing that I'm never going to do again in any relationship I'm, I'm going to have a little bit more control of my money than what I had before mm. So the situation was she had a lot of control of the money. I didn't. Yeah. And I was giving almost a stipend of $500 a month for three years. And me thinking like, okay, cool. The kids need the money. Sure. You know what I mean? And so I'm going to deal with it. But didn't even have enough money to buy my own bed. So all I had was three blankets folded halfway. Ooh, you fold yeah, them over. Yeah. And a pillow. And I slept like that for about two and a half years. And then finally there was an extra couch that this guy didn't want. So I put it in my room as a bed. Mm-hmm. And I threw the I threw a mattress on top of that, and so I slept on a couch with a mattress for the next like year and a half, mm-hmm. and and so those are the times when I think about like what the fucking the worst sleep I've ever had, in oh, in like the hardest times because I ended up going obviously through the divorce, I ended up going through all the custody battle yeah. and all that stuff, and I finally at one point bought myself a bed, and it was just a proud moment for myself like to have a, <laughs> like, right, to have right. something so simple as a bed, right? You know, and then I've never really put the money towards buying a great bed. Just a good bed, mm-hmm. 
And so when I was given the opportunity to work with Lisa Mattresses and I got this bed, this is, this is a bed I consider a great bed because you remember that sleep. Yeah. Yeah, you remember the comfort that you had. Oh, yeah. And like even when I'm at a hotel or if I'm traveling, I always think like, dude, it's going to be really nice to get in that bed and just chill, mm-hmm. right? And, and like how important is sleep, right? Oh, man, you're there what? Like I'm there maybe five hours, but most people are up to eight. You spend a lot of your life on a freaking bed. Uh, exactly, <laughs> and that's the funny thing is like, a lot of things like so if you're into fitness and you, you don't you don't heal and you don't grow unless you get sleep you need that rest. if if your mind needs to get reset right mm-hmm. even like guys that have struggled with ptsd um a lot of things stem to lack of sleep oh yeah a lack of sleep right like like if you're not getting enough sleep it starts to fucking really hinder the rest of your oh, life whether sure, it's thought man. process whether God. it's it's morale whether it's your work you know you can i started becoming late and late and late for work and i'm not a fucking i'm early to everything (laughs) you know know, this right you know this about me like we'll have dinner dates uh you know me uh my wife and his wife and we all go you know we do double dates and i'm like an early bird for everything and and it's just uh, something that's ingrained in me but for years i wasn't sleeping good because Mm -hmm. like ptsd and drinking and a lot of things that were just kind of uh, accumulating in my life and it was all due to it all fucking led to no sleep yeah. like i wasn't fucking sleeping so i wasn't waking up on time for work because then i did get to sleep i fell slept too hard i missed the fucking alarm or i wouldn't sh- dude i just fucking had like a shit show of a few years the same years i wasn't on a good bed mm-hmm. so it's just a weird time but it all was fucking made worse like everything was multiplied by shit sleep yeah it's 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 one of those necessities in life when when i got out of the army I, I thought I was fine. You know, I, we all go through bullshit or whatever. But whenever I would sleep, I would have uh, night terrors. I would yeah. have night sweats. Yeah. And this went on for a few months where I would have to get up around two in the morning to change pajamas, change pillows, sometimes yeah. change comforters because I would sweat right through. No it. shit. And I would I was starting to research. Do we really need sleep? What yeah. is the point of sleep? Science can't explain it. They just know we need it. We go crazy and we will die if we don't sleep. Yeah, dude. <laughs> One of my big mistakes in training. In, in in building training and setting up training for 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 whether it's military or border patrol, I uh, wrote the program for the Boar Star selection. I wrote essentially the beginnings of what they have now. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of put the platform together and how we're going to be running selection. And in the selection, we wanted to do some sleep deprivation. Yeah. The first year we did it, it was kind of a short crunch time. So we just kind of said, all right, we'll do sleep deprivation for fucking eight days. And then and then we'll continue on with the course. But in sleep deprivation, there's still all the other tasks you have to do on top of that. From yeah. studying for your tests, from healing your body and to get into the next day to do the running, the PT, and everything else. Mm. And so those eight days um, were you saw the decline of solid, solid individuals by having sleep deprivation for that long because studies show after four days, I believe it is, or after three or four days, it's not no point. You're just damaging people now. Yeah. And so like, that's just one of the flaws. I, I fucked up, right? Like, like all of us thought it was sounded cool and realized it wasn't. Not even ranger school is like that, right? Ranger school, you have the most time, I believe it's six to seven days out in the field. Mm-hmm. Those are all freaking sleep depth days, right? But not eight, right? Yeah, and yeah. so, and those seven days were miserable. And so, I know that it was. It's funny. You did the next. We did it the next year. The next year, I ran the program again, and we only did four days, right? And fucking, it was just as. It, it was just as devastating. So it was good. You don't yeah. need fucking eight days of sleep depth. No. Four days is enough to fuck up anyone. Man. Shit, two days is enough to destroy people. Oh yeah, you start feeling drunk. You can't do math. Nothing. You nothing. Just feel you start so weird and like out of your body. You know what they call it? They call it in in the uh, in range school. They say you're droning. 
when like you're seeing things and you start to see something out there. Oh, you start hallucinating. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. start hallucinating. Yeah, and then the that. funny thing is like, and then I say it to you and then you look and, and then all of a sudden you see it, like the power of the mind, bro, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're weak and, and you know all your walls are down. I think I see you guys walking and then you look and you're like, fuck, I see them too. <laughs> and you're oh there for an gosh. hour and no one's ever got oh to you, gosh. right? Like, that's, that's the fucking power of sleep. If you don't sleep, you'll go fucking nuts. Do you know who Jack Skellington is? No, no, no. Who's he's, that? He's a character from Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a movie. It's oh, a Jack animation. Skeleton. Yes. yes. So I was on guard duty. We were, I was guarding the trains. <laughs> I'm sitting there in my Humvee. It's two, three in the morning. And I saw Jack Skellington's shadow run out of the woods, jump over the train and keep running. And I was like... Yeah, that's not right. Yeah, that's. Uh, do that's I do I do I call security or do I shoot? One hundred percent. That was in my head, but I saw it. In oh. my eyes, I saw the figure, but I know it wasn't there. Yeah, dude, that's funny because. So if you guys know, Will is a t- well-known tattoo artist here in Salt Lake City. He's also a veteran. Um, you want to give us just a little bit? I mean, if you want to just kind of a small bio of yourself really quick uh joined the military from los angeles california in 97 i was there for roughly eight nine years was deployed to iraq got out in tennessee uh, started my tattooing career eventually made it out to utah and that's where i've been and that's where you've been yeah yeah and why utah because it's not tennessee there you go we got to a point where we just needed a change we needed a major major change in our life we were looking at philly arizona alaska we thought about canada it just Anything. Something different. Yeah. And Utah was a very, very last minute decision. And it's been one of the best decisions we've ever made. That's exactly kind of like w- with us, like people ask, well, why do you, me and Chrissy moved to, to Utah? And out of all the places we could have gone, we could have gone anywhere. There's like what I do for a living, obviously I can do from the behind the computer and I can go to LA yeah. and do the acting. So anyway, we came up here to film a project, a project that's still underway. Uh, and when I, when I filmed it, I sat and was like, man, this place is actually really gorgeous. And I've already been here to Salt Lake City a few times to work with uh, BRCC. Mm-hmm to work with Black Rifle so I already knew it was gorgeous but then she said she goes man this place is beautiful and that was it I was like well why don't we fucking move to Utah I know a lot of people think I moved to Utah for Black Rifle Coffee which is not the case I I, I would have I was probably going to eventually move here if I was stayed single and it was just me and the kids but eventually I decided that I wasn't going to go the same route I had to go do other things focus on my kids and so I chose to move here for this other project I'm filming and then and then now I sit here I'm like Fuck, it was the best decision I've oh, ever yeah. made. Dude, this place is amazing. Yeah, Utah's dope. Like mm-hmm. people don't get how how cool it is. I mean, it's not amazing. This place sucks and nobody Yeah, can move nobody here nobody come here. It's fucking terrible. It keeps going up. It sucks. Keep it small. People are assholes. People are dicks, <laughs> bunch of Mormons. It's starting everywhere. to get it's starting to get an <laughs> influx of people with tattoos and those are all bad people. <laughs> no, but yeah, as far as like you nailed it. It's it's family. It's family. Because if I was single, I would have definitely moved to Philadelphia. I freaking love that town. Yeah. But the it's a little bit rough. The education system isn't what I want it to be. And yeah. Utah is just super family friendly. It's, and it's such a lovely town. Like it's you cool. Got everything around here. It's cool. Yeah. Like, you know, know, it's funny. My mom's like, Vinny, you guys have everything. I was like, what'd you think? Yeah. What'd you think we didn't have anything? <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you think in Utah was? Like, we were going to have to go eat like at a freaking mom and pop shop every day? People no, there's funny, in and out. Man. We got in and out. People are funny. When I moved to Kentucky, one of the questions my little brother asked me is like, do you guys have like indoor toilets? Do they wear shoes? Or is, is there like a fried chicken place every in every corner? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, like KFC. Like, like, no, dude, it's wow, normal. You it's were a normal kid. city. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the same shit everywhere you go. It's just cookie, cookie cutter population now. It's, yeah. It, there's really nothing. Dude, much when difference. you have an in and out 
you got a you have a decent I, I city. I think we're pretty. We got what two or three here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when you have an In and Out, <laughs> it's a good city. It's a good city to live in because it, you know what I mean. If if an In and Out decided it can get any everything it needs and stay fresh, well then you you got somewhere that's not hard to get to. It's, oh, yeah. it's a normal city. Oh yeah. When you don't have an In and Out, it means that they, it can't get the meat to you for fresh, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, if you have sushi. You're doing all right. You know what I mean? And we got both of those. So fuck, man. I'm happy about it. Good food out here, man. There is. That's me being a freaking fat kid. Dude, you and your wife, dude. You guys, me me and Chrissy laugh about it because you guys are foodies. Like straight up foodies. You guys know the places that have the best whatever it is mm-hmm. and, and we know like when we're gonna go on a double date and you guys are picking a place like we, i don't even know what to expect but i know the food's gonna be fucking awesome which is super be. cool man because i think everyone needs those friends mm-hmm. like you've introduced me to some really <laughs> cool places to eat even at bad times when i'm trying to have a strict diet <laughs> <laughs> i know man Dude. That was, we, did you realize we were there for three hours i didn't that place was so good when we, we, we had like seven car, it was like a seven course a. meal yeah we we went to a place to eat and they had some of the things that you wouldn't even expect that 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 you put together on a plate. I mean, I don't eat Brussels sprouts, but I was eating Brussels sprouts. Oh, you know so what I'm saying? Good. There was fried a, a, a fried cabbage. That was the best. The fried cabbage. <laughs> so stupid. And it sounds dumb, right? Like who the fuck wants that? But the fried cabbage was sitting in upside down inside oh, some man. charcoal for 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 hours, mm-hmm. and then they wouldn't cooked it their way. And it, it's so similar to just cutting it and biting into a steak. It oh, seemed yeah. like, and that's how weird it was for me. Like. Mm-hmm. I would make fun of people telling me that they ate cabbage. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Until you try it yourself. Like, dude, and, that's some good fucking cabbage. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. I was like, bro, this cabbage is dope. <laughs> cabbage life. Yeah. It was crazy, dude. But it's cool that you guys are, you guys are so in tuned with that and finding some of the really cool places to eat. I'm actually, I have to call today. I'm trying to make a reservation for, uh, for one of the places to eat for uh, for Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, that's yeah, rolling I, around. I here. gotta find something soon, man. Or some screw- Definitely. screwed. Definitely. To me, food it falls under two categories right now. It's either just fuel, straight up fuel yeah. that I need to get in my system ASAP just so I can operate, or I'm gonna relax and eat something beautiful right now. Yeah, it's and, and it's funny. It, it's it's where you're at, right? Like like I had a buddy in the military. He he kind of changed my my views on eating, and and sometimes I fucking completely forget about it. But when I'm trying to get back in shape, I focus on what he said. And he goes, "Some people live to eat, and some people eat to live." Yeah. And if you know the two differences, right? Like right now, I'm at a, I'm trying to uh, to to eat to live i'm trying to just eat consume what i need to get through the day to burn the calories to build the muscle right mm-hmm. so i'm on this really focused almost like a keto plan yeah very similar to that and then and then there's times in my life where i'm just like dude i'm living to eat man like like let's go find the dopest freaking pizza place and go nuts <laughs> with, with with ranch and wings and oh, pizza man. you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. there's days where you but, but you know what's funny in the hispanic culture it's very and almost every culture Eating represents the family getting together, right. the having a good time. Right. It represents, you know what I mean, community. Right. And, and so that's why guys like me and you, the eating thing, it, it becomes more of like, it, it's your social moment to just really break bread. It it's, is. It's, it it's is. what it is. It's, you know? When I went home to California a few years back, everybody wanted to eat with us at one point. Yeah. I think we our schedule once, I think we had six meals planned in one day. Because you guys are really good at this though. Cause, well... It got to the point like, I was so sick of eating, man. Like, <laughs> I, I understand everybody hasn't seen us in a while, so of course I want to give everybody a little time and they want to sh- all show us their favorite spots to eat. Yeah. By the time I got to dinner, 
I, I was like, I told my wife, I gotta go walk outside. I'm just gonna go, I wanna be by myself. Yeah. I, I need some air. I walk outside and the neighbor sees me and she's like, Willie? And I was like, hey, how's it going? Like, I haven't seen her since high school. Yeah. I'm like in my late 20s at this point. She's like, oh my God, I'll be right back. She comes back with a fucking taco, dude. <laughs> I'm like, you oh, gotta try. Well, dude, food. You and your wife have now been labeled foodies, right? <laughs> People know, you guys know your food and you, you appreciate a good meal. I love it, man. And so now, that, I mean, that's how we, we thought too. Like, we're going to go even though, we, you know, it's going to be good. Like, we're, all, we're driving <laughs> to the restaurant. Pants. Yeah, we're going to drive to the restaurant thinking like, oh shit, man. Like, oh, I'm going to try and stay on point with this diet, but I know how this goes, right? Because you took it to an Argentinian place, right? Was it Argentinian? It was uh, Peruvian. Peruvian. Yes, Peruvian is Jeez. fucking good. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, these things that I, I, I never would have opened myself up to, but I do. And, and it's freaking amazing. We did sushi one night too, didn't yes. we? That sushi place was bomb too. Really good. Really good. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. That's the thing. It's cool. So, here's a cool thing about about Will. Will is a very spiritual individual, and, and, and I'm not saying religious. I'm saying spiritually in tuned with with uh, philosophy, with with uh, self enlightenment. Right, the the route I, to enlightenment, and it, so it, it interests me. <laughs> yeah, so it's one of the cool things. Like we always go back and forth on some of these concepts on, on meditation yeah. and uh, things like. Man, all kinds of different you know concepts that people use for microdosing. So yeah. some of the the higher up, uh, lots of multi millionaires and billionaires use microdosing. If anyone doesn't know what microdosing is, is people are taking these 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 small small doses of mescaline or 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 THC or, or mushrooms. THC or mushrooms, mm-hmm. any kind of um, hallucinogenic of some sort. And these microdosing supposedly are are breaking down some of the barriers that you put for yourself in our mind. Us as human beings. We already have kind of like, I guess, a default setting of boundaries mentally. I'm talking mentally and how you think. And and what the concept of is this is saying that if you can break down those barriers uh, that we have self-defaulted, then you can do amazing shit or, or think of things amazing. So artists, musicians, fucking authors, I mean, all these people that use their brain for creativity um, are looking for ways, and even businessmen now, are looking for ways of seeing life uh, from a different perspective and being able to become lucrative, become successful, be, become you know um, a, a founding father of something new that's good for the human society. Right, and so uh, one of the books that I've uh, I've read, I haven't even finished it yet. I'm probably halfway through it. It's called Stealing Fire, or is mm-hmm. it Catching Fire or Stealing Fire? It's Catching Fire, I think, is uh, it's Hunger Games, <laughs> <laughs> but Stealing Fire. It's Katniss. Uh, yeah, oh man, Katniss everything. I love that movie, but <laughs> Stealing Fire is a cool book, and I was going to recommend it to you. I have it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I can find my copy before you leave, I'll get that to you. But it talks a lot about the boundaries that we put on ourselves. Um. And, and you know what's funny is I feel personally that I, maybe by accident, have broken down some of these barriers as a young, young kid, just being a fool and, and, and being uh, curious in the world of, of uh, you know, drugs or whatnot, yeah. marijuana mm-hmm. or, or whatever you want, right? And so... Um, there, I've always known there was there was this one night where I got really scared. You know when you guys kind of just do too much one night, like like have you ever ate like a, 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 ate a brownie or something like that or whatever the case. Just people a do it. too much. People do just, something. Yeah, and sure. My, my person, do it. even even you drink too much sure, and you start true. having these yeah. weird like whoa, dude, life is weird, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's some weird reflections. Man. Yeah, and I feel like there's something in me that that clicked one year. Uh, and I'm not, you know, obviously I joined the military and I joined the border patrol. And so I, I've gotten past all the drug, dr- 
drug screenings and tests and all that crap. But obviously there was a period in my life where I was definitely testing a lot of a lot of different things and I feel like I broke I broke down one of the barriers, right? Like I think there's more there. Mm-hmm. I think there's more there for me to kind of really expand my horizons on 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 the road to enlightenment, if you will. Like Joe Rogan's a big speaker on this. We both talk about oh, that. Yeah. And, and, and several other fucking guys out there, but what is it that that gives us these boundaries? Like, what is it, and what is it like you and your personal road to enlightenment? Are you, would you like to see happen or trying to get to? Well, something I've noticed that I've uh, the more that I grow now is the more I'm noticing that I've been taught to think in a certain way. Right. Everybody's been taught to think in a certain way, and the majority of it is bullshit. Yeah. When you really start removing yourself from the rules of life. Yeah. And seeing that there is a lot more out there besides following what's been put out in front of you. You know, going to school, going to college, finding a job, working it till you die. That's right. supposed to be the plan, right? That's, that's a, the that's that the is a terrible plan. That's what's been influenced to us as kids for years though. That's what you're, that's but you know what? That's, life. What, that's in, the yeah. American dream, right? That's what's been influenced to our families because you know what that's what created structure for a lot of people. Yeah. And but and a lot of people just it was like this lemming lifestyle. Like And that's fine for some people. They need right. that structure. They yeah, need yeah. that path. And other people like us who don't want to accept that or understand that there's more to life, like, why can't I go to work every day and have fun? Yeah. Why does work have to be miserable? Like to my parents, work is you go to work, you work your ass off, you come home tired and smelly, and you have a beer, and then you do it again for the rest of the week. Yeah. I love my job. I love going to work. I love having my own schedule. I freaking work my ass off. I'm at, I'm at about 14 to 16 hours a day. Holy shit. And I love it. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work to me. I it's, have to be told by my wife, put that shit down. Yeah. It's Walk time to come away home. from it. Time to come home. Yeah. Like, where are you? Like, well, it's funny. We were ingrained in that for so, for so long. It used to be make the man money, but you know what I mean? Like you're making someone else wealthy per se mm-hmm. by working your ass off to just barely cut the check, yeah. right? Just to barely make ends meet. Mm-hmm. But you're working your 40 hours, 60 hours a fucking week, 40 hours, whatever it is, to come home exhausted, to barely enjoy your family, yeah. to get some sleep, wake up and do it again. And mm-hmm. you're doing it for 20 years to, to get that pension, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking for that fucking pension. Right, right. And I too was on that. Like my, my dad was was a very, very big on influencing that as well because it worked good for him, you know what I mean? But he needed that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But now I see my kids, do, do your kids talk about college? They do a little bit. And I don't really agree with college. Yeah, well, dude, that's the thing. My daughter's like, Dad, I don't think I'm going to business. They're like, fuck, no, you're not no, going to business, college for business. Man, if you like, go to college to play a sport, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to college, to, like, if she wants to do wrestling in college, do it. What's classes? I don't give a shit what classes you take. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or a therapist, college to me is like, go freaking learn some cool ass skill. Go to theater. Sure. Have yeah. fun in theater. Go to art. Go do something. But I don't see how a degree is going to help unless you're doing a certain field, right? right? A doctor, a, lawyer, that type right, of Right, science, yeah. whatever the case. Sure, sure. It's the only thing. If that's your heart, your heart wants that, cool. And as a, as a patient, I want to see those fucking certificates. Right. I want to know how you had an extensive training to fix me. Exactly. If you're an artist, that's a totally different story. Exactly. Well, dude, you know, like like I spent years and years trying to get a degree because I thought it was, it was what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And I was on the Van Wilder program, dude. I got like eight years of college mm-hmm. and no fucking degree. Not even close to an associate's. I just have shit, right? 
But at the same time, like, dude, I never needed it, man. I wasted those years of just fucking thinking I needed it because society told me I needed it, you know, and realize now, like, I don't need it. I, you know, I wish I went out of high school and went straight to barber college. Mm-hmm. That's what I wish. Right. Give right. me a fucking a skill set, a nice trade that trade. I can take I with me anyway. I love trade work. If my daughter said, hey, dad, I don't want to go to college. I want to go to freaking beauty school. I want to do hair. Cool. I'll cover that shit yeah, all fucking the day. freaking beautician Because then right there, you yeah. go and fucking do that. And then while you're doing that, while you're doing that, you can make some money and go to something else if you wanted. Yeah. Or fuck, you know what I mean? Or you can go try something crazy, but you know what you have to fall back on is mm-hmm. your fucking trade, mm-hmm. man. Your barber school, your mechanic school, your fuck, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like, huge, dude. So I did go to college for art. Yeah. But when I went through my tattoo apprenticeship and then I realized I... I was arrogant. Yeah. I thought I knew art just because I was naturally decent at it. Yeah. But that is such a crutch because I really don't understand fundamentals. So I yeah. went to college to understand art fundamentals. I took every art class that they had. I had to take a couple of general educations and then that's all that was left was general education and I dropped out. Yeah. I was doing extremely well in college. Yeah. And when I went to go see the dean and told him I was dropping out, I told him like, there's nothing left for me here to learn. Yeah. There's stuff for me to do to get a degree, which my clients don't care about. My career doesn't matter with a degree. It's about the knowledge. They want to see trophies on the wall. They want to see shit I've done. And that's way more important to my client in my industry. Not a piece of paper that's going to put me six figures in debt. No one needs to know that you're good at statistics and you can do a fucking three-page fucking math problem. No one gives a fuck. What do I need math for if I have an amazing accountant? Right. That he's amazing at math. Yeah, all your that, job that is, is be his a jam. You know, you, you I just, just write the check and and I draw. You need to draw the skin and and, and give them what they fucking want. And 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 the coolest thing about someone like in your trade is is the proof is in the pudding, man. You know what I mean? Like you post some of the pictures of some of the art you you do, and it's fucking dope. Like you Thanks. can't de- you can't Appreciate deny that. good artwork, right? And right. and and knowing that. Dude, the people sitting there, they respect it enough to fucking pay what it's worth right. because shit, yeah. that that ain't it ain't cheap. With people these days, like, oh, do I want to go? Uh, I got 150 bucks. I just want to get a tattoo. Like, cool. Ooh, Good luck with that one, dude. You got right. a fucking star in your hip, right. right? You know what I mean? Like, like no, dude. When you're sitting down for a tattoo, you know you're gonna make the investment of that's the investment of property on your skin that will that can potentially never change. Right. Like you're putting an investment into your own body, and if and if you're gonna do that, you you might as well pay the money. You know, right. it's not unfortunate for a great tattoo artist to have a thousand dollars just to sit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's 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 and then, and but you get what you pay for. Totally. Right? I have tons of tattoos I fucking hate, mm-hmm. and I have a lot that I fucking love. You know what I mean? And I'm paying what it's worth to me. You know what I mean? Like I was right. willingness to how much cool sounds good and then I'm gonna tip a motherfucker good because right. you know why I tip good because I want to make sure when I call back again he goes dude I got an availability for you come for on sure, sure. that's why uh-huh. that's why you fucking tip good because you want to know the next time you go there he's gonna give you another seat <laughs> totally. you don't tip good like oh man I'm booked for like seven months <laughs> motherfucker don't tip I remember at first I would get so frustrated because people would try to haggle with you oh god but looking back on it yeah. I, I wasn't holding on to anything special. Yeah. I was fairly average, so I didn't have anything to haggle with. Yeah. So then it, it I, I really changed my mindset when I started, when I moved to Utah, basically, I said I wasn't going to work for money anymore. Yeah. I was going to work straight on passion, and that has shifted my career in, in a gigantic way. And now I don't haggle with people because my focus is giving everybody 100% of 
what I can do. Exactly. Like, what do you do for 200? I was like, like oh, I, I, you <laughs> listen, know. bro, I'm going to give you the best I got. And, it, you know, and, right. and, and you're going to get that every time. It's a flat rate right now. So I don't really, I'm a terrible salesman yeah. and I'm, I'm terrible at marketing. So I just have a flat rate. This is what it's going to be for the day. Yes or no? Cool. Now we can start talking about art and focusing on yeah. passion because that's, that's already been said. Well, once we know that you're that serious about getting a yes. fucking tattoo. Are you serious? Here's my cost. Like, I'm not looking at the time. I'm not yeah. looking at the cost. Yeah. I'm looking at the effort. Yeah, exactly. You, and that's the cool thing. You know, it, it's funny, the tattoo world. There's a lot I would love to ask about tattoos anyway, so, so we'll just get in deep with this. But first question is, your art is dark. Yeah. <laughs> you you like the dark art. I and do. I'm talking the skulls, mm-hmm. the, 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 I think, did you do an Edgar Allan Poe? Yes. Did, Fuck, yes. that's sick. I think that's dope as fuck, right? <laughs> like that you've done crows, you do you do these skeletons in in these very very kind of a dark art, and, and I've always been curious to ask. And we're friends, and I've never mm-hmm. asked this question, but curious, where does that stem from, and why is that something more of a passion that your art revolves around? I think it just goes back to like rooting for the bad guy for. You know, when I was a kid and uh, watching like Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Freddy was the man. There was no. <laughs> That's your dude. That, he was just, it was always like the bad guy. I'm stuff. sitting there I've waiting for the person to get away. Shit, like, get man. away. Please get away. And you're sitting there like, get I'm the like, fucking get that bitch. Dude, you know, throw a nice pun out there right before you kill somebody. <laughs> but it's it's always just, I've always just, I like the dark side of it. But some so, something that a lot of people miss from my work is, is that it's not really violent. And no. It's, yeah. it's not angry because gore and anger is easy yeah when you can start to get into the psychology of creepy and dark yeah it really creeps into your head a lot deeper yeah and it lasts a lot longer like there's more of a it's mystery that to you it. look at it and it's hard to get that image out of your head yeah. for a while. there was this book uh scary stories to tell in the dark i know those and there's well, a lot there's several series of them right so when i was yes but i think there's like maybe three books yeah three books I, yeah so i know exactly black cover was, yeah. White, white, white ink on front. There's the several argument, different covers. Yeah, it's just black and white yep. ink. And it's kind of abstract and really disturbing. It's not horror, but it's just freaking creepy disturbing. And when I was a 13-year-old before the internet, I used to have to go to this thing called the library. <laughs> what? Right, right. <laughs> so in this library, they have books there. And these books sometimes have pictures in them, like yeah. in the art section. So I used to hang out in the occult section to try to like copy or get references for creepy dark shit or reading on like serial killer stuff or just whatever that's dark and macabre because I was a you know a goth teenager and that's what we do (laughs) but this somebody left this kid's book in the occult section I skimmed through it and some of those pictures were just burned into my head when I was like 12 I didn't know what the name of the book was I just put it down forgot about it but the pictures were still there and I kept trying to copy it over the years yeah and if you kind of look at my tattooing now and if you look at that scary stories to tell in the dark there is a lot of parallels because i've been no trying to way. copy that book wild for 10 years until wild. i found it again and it figured it all out that it it's really cool book. and that's the thing why uh, we, we talked about it at dinner one time like it's i want to get art from um the rest of my body is hopefully going to be covered eventually by by will but um we have to find where it matches right yeah, like because because yeah. the wear you know, it has to fit the wear has, yeah exactly and the funny thing is like people don't get this in tattoos like you don't go to a tattoo artist and say this is what I want if that's not what they do. Right. Right? You don't go yeah. to a guy and ask for tribal when he doesn't when he does portraits. Yeah. Exactly. You don't got you don't ask a guy for a black and white tattoo when he knows his colors. Mm-hmm. You don't. You have to find the tattoo artist who does what you want. Right. Like that's the misconception. People think a tattoo artist can do everything. And if you go into a tattoo shop thinking that, 
you're not going to walk out happy. Right. You're going to walk out like, that's not what I wanted. Like, motherfucker, yeah, you went to a guy who does script and mm-hmm. you asked for a portrait. Yeah. That's it. He doesn't do portraits. It's, 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 it's also the ink master mentality. Yeah. Where that show, an ink master is somebody who can do it all. Yeah. And in the industry, it's backwards. You start doing it all and you figure out what you really like to do and what you're really good at doing. Yeah. And that's when you go into like your niche and category. You, and you can see that in tattoo artists. Right yeah. now, the coolest thing, if you go and start following all these tattoo artists on Instagram, I go all the way down to as early as possible mm-hmm. when I look at their tattoos and I start looking at how early ago they, they've started posting and you'll see guys that do everything. Yeah. And then you start seeing them funneling. Like there's a, a, a buddy of mine, his name's Royale. He's a tattoo artist out of... um. El Paso, um, he did my wife's right arm, and he's just gotten really, really good at the kind of the trash polka, yeah, the the in yeah. in in the watercolor kind of thing. Okay. He, he kind of blends the two really, really well. Mm-hmm. It's fucking rad, right? But mm-hmm. it's like he has almost now gotten to the perfection of side of that where that's where he is great, mm-hmm. right? He can do everything good, but to me. That's where his art stands out above people around him. Yeah. Like like now if we're gonna if I if Chris is gonna get another piece of piece of uh you know because she likes the colorful stuff, mm-hmm. if she's gonna do that, we're going to him. Right. Because he's now really fine tuned his skill set and has shown he's fucking good at that skill set. Yeah. That's not the guy I go to for a black and white, right? right? Like I know I go to him for the color trash polka. Is it called trash polka kind yeah, of? Yeah, that's the style. Exactly yeah. right. So. That's the crazy thing, man. And, and I'm going to try and find it here on, on social media. But what do you do when someone comes to you and they want something that you're just not comfortable with? I'm honest. I'm constantly honest to the point where um, I will tell you that is not what I do. I will not <laughs> copy somebody else's tattoo and I will not pretend to be somebody else either. Yeah. It's like somebody brought me, they wanted to get an appointment with me and they showed me three pictures in a row from another tattooer in town. Oh my God. And I was like, uh, so why don't you just go to her? She's like, uh, and I was like, she's a really lovely person. She's an amazing tattoo artist. Yeah. So like, why don't you just go to her? She's yeah. like, well, she's booked until November. I'm like, she's booked until November for, because she's for really a reason. good. For a reason. Like, and I'm not going to try to pretend to be her. Yeah. Like, this is not going to work out at all. Yeah, that's funny. Check this out. This is, this is what Rael does. Let me see. I think my son's not. Yeah, this is killer stuff, man. Right? He does the color. He does, he does the color real well. That's oh, yeah. Cool. It's nice and loose. It's cool, you know, and that's that's kind of his thing, right? He can do a lot of other things, but what I've seen in his work recently, I feel like that is just the the fucking the bee's knees, dude. That's that's where I think he found his niche. Yeah, you know, it's just really cool looking, and and it's you don't see too many people doing the trash poker thing is getting big, but what he's doing with the colors involved in it too, I think is really I don't know, man. It speaks to me as in like this fucking dude found his niche. It, that's what I think. And I, if I asked him. He probably would be like, uh, I don't know yet, right? Like, you know, he probably doesn't know yet. Still, you know, tattoo artists yeah. are still always kind of evolving. You're always experimenting. Yeah. Sometimes they don't work out. Sometimes it really does. But you have to try. You have to risk. No risk. No. No guts. No glory. Yeah. And when I first started tattooing, I actually wanted to be a new school color tattooer because it was really popular at the time. So yeah. I wanted to do bright, cartoony, big eyeball looking yeah. deals, and I just I'm not very good at it. So. My, 
colors aren't as vivid. My technique wasn't very good. My line work was garbage. Yeah, there's there's some good people that do that. Like oh, like yeah. the girl that's in one of the Ink Master shows. Her name is Dottie something. Kelly Doty is Kelly Doty is dope. She is incredible. She um, is fucking I had dope. The pleasure of knowing her before she got really big. Or yeah, I, I saw some of her work at this convention that we were at, and she was getting a lot of critiqued. And you can. You could just see it that she was going to be climbing because of the amount of enthusiasm and the energy she had yeah. and how willing she was to get critiqued and to adjust and to take uh, uh, advice to yeah. how to get better. Like yeah. that, You just saw that in her eyes. It was pretty She's awesome. dope, man. Mm-hmm. She does. And, and you call, what's this called? It's called New Age. What is it called? New School. New School. Yes. That's what it's called, New School. It's really cool. It's It's like... New school is almost like a cartoony, colorful kind of look. Yeah, right? it's a little bit like you know, bulgy, a little bit extreme. Yeah, like a, just like a tattoo and a, and a little bit of crack, you know. Yeah, and so and then so there's different styles. So you got you got the trash polka and trash mm-hmm. polka. How do you, how would you describe that? That's kind of like that's a lot more modern. It's like graphic design mixed with abstract. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And then and sometimes cool. the spotty colors or, yes. or, or it's it's an interesting. Sometimes there's a splash of watercolor mm-hmm. feel to it as well, or or just like you said, the graphic design is probably the best way of explaining mm-hmm. trash polka kind of and kind of look. Like really graphic composition, yeah. where it just like goes kind of against the body in a way, but just it's bold. It's yeah. bold as shit. It looks like art just just painted on the skin. Yeah. It's it, it doesn't even look like sometimes it's very abstracty and just like I like some of it where it looks almost like a newspaper article slash fucking I, I in, right? Saying. Yeah, it's cool. Kind of a yeah. queer it's a it's a, a, little bit of it's a crazy feel to it. Yeah. yeah. And then so then and then there's what's what are some of the other ones? Then you said there's new school. There's new school. And there's that's old school. What's old there's, school? What would old school? Old school is like Sailor Jerry. That's a traditional. traditional. Tra- it falls under traditional tattooing. Right. Yeah, and really that's in your lines, you know, just mechanical. Most yeah. of when it. you say, when you say Sailor Jerry, he's talking like a lot of those old school, um, Navy style, yeah. the ladies, the, the, the that's sailboats. The, for the States. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What else? There's portraits, people who just do portraits. Black and gray portraits. There's, a, there's black and gray California style. What's black and gray? That's LA. Yes. That's a lot of my like, stuff. It's like softer black and gray stuff. Like, you know, like clo- uh, cholos, clowns, cars, like just like real culture. That's shit a lot that of the stuff that with. I originally started with, oh, yeah. with, but I did the outline of the flame and then I started going right back into the original, the black and white yeah. LA style. Well, I remember when I was, I think I was eight, uh, being at the public pool and I used to draw myself with a regular pen. Yeah. And of course, I, I just, I didn't know what a tattoo was. Yeah. My parents didn't talk about it because only criminals do that shit. So we were at the public pool and I see this dude with like, he's got his whole freaking torso done, straight up prison tattoos, yeah. head shaved, had his noggin tattooed and everything. <laughs> he's on the high dive, dives in, swims across, jumps out. And for some reason, the pen that he drew on himself with didn't smear. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. You were like, dude. Whatever pen you used to what? draw on yourself, I want that yeah, pen. That's and it. That's that's when it first She clicked. knew early on you were, you were probably going to I just thought it was fucking cool. About, yeah. It's was, it was just something about having art on your skin that's just fucking Well, that's cool. what we were talking about at breakfast today was that like tattooing for me is a little bit different than some people's because I was raised by a man that's fully tattooed. Mm-hmm. I was raised by the guy that I look up to my whole life, my dad is fully sleeved out neck done belly back blasted you know what i mean and and i knew the history in in the history and i had a lot of knowledge of just tattooing at a young age mm-hmm. dude i'm talking like i didn't go to comic book conventions until i was about probably a teenager i went to tattoo conventions as a kid nice you know what i mean when i got back from iraq and afghanistan it was to sit down in a chair with my dad and do more male bonding mm-hmm. tattooing for me was was not 
the it was not socially awkward because the people we hung around were tattooers yeah, <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like i spent many years in a tattoo shop you mm-hmm. know what i mean and and i knew that world and not till i got older it was different when i saw no other dads were tattooed yeah no other dads look like my dad and it was like people used to say like dude your dad's like i like i fuck that's all i know dude i don't yeah. fucking know if that's different like why doesn't yours like right like, you know what i mean like <laughs> right. no i'm not the weird one you are like mm-hmm. that's normal right and so for so many years this complex of realizing like holy fuck my dad would just just that's his culture and that became a family culture where my yeah. brother and my sister we all eventually were just tattooed people and, and still to this day like I might have uh, mentally taken it a little too far because I look at skin on my body and hate that it's skin colored. Right. It drives me nuts. Like, I, I want to get my face tattooed. I never will because mm-hmm. I know socially it's still fucking not accepted and uncomfortable. Yeah. But also my, my wife fucking would hate me, right? But, <laughs> but we've almost agreed, right? We've agreed on probably tattooing the top of my head sure, here soon. Yeah. And, and once I can get approval on def- different projects I'm working on, I'm going to get my head tattooed. And, yeah, and, and that for me, I can't wait. I'm terrified. But and you know what I mean? And like, I took off my shirt and I see these patches of skin and I fucking want to cover them, mm-hmm. even if it's just a black fucking dot, right? Like, <laughs> I just don't like... It's it's a complex that I try to fight every day. Like I could spend a lot of money on getting fully covered, and I try and do my best not to, because I'll make a lot of mistakes doing it. Right, mm-hmm. just on the fact I want to get covered, but now I'm like, no, I have to do it the right way. Yeah. Because then I want still want to look at my skin and see, be be proud of it. Right. Because there's tattoos I hate. Like you can't like well, my arm, my right arm. I hate my right arm. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate it. I try to fix it. It's gotten darker. And then it, and then you're like, all right. And then I still, you know, I see a guy the other day who was removing a tattoo, and I'm thinking, can I remove it and then redo it? Right? Dude, like that shit hurts. It's just so bad. it's just too much, dude. Getting like, lasered fucking sucks. You just gotta accept what you've gotten, and and move on, right? Like move on, dude. There's other. I can I can get another cool piece somewhere else. You sure. Know? And that's all it is, dude. Man, it, how you were saying how tattoos aren't socially acceptable is I think part of the appeal to me. Yeah is uh you know growing up as a punk rock kid and seeing all the punk rock kids or the 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 band members having these tattoos and they're just they don't give a fuck dude so now that i'm older and i've always been a little bit out of step with the crowd i've never really fit in like i feel awkward around my culture sometimes i feel awkward around veterans sometimes i feel awkward around tattooers sometimes just because i'm always kind of gray on everything yeah and even with being heavily tattooed my hands my face my neck I'll hide on purpose sometimes just because I don't really want the attention. But other times I know I'm going to get looked at in a certain way and I flaunt it on purpose. Yeah. I want people to think I'm an asshole because if you're going to judge me right away, yeah, you save me a lot of time. And it's super so funny. So it's all good to me. It's, I don't give a yeah. fuck if you judge me. It's super funny that even in today's society, people still still have a negative uh, viewpoint on people with tattoos. Yeah. Like not everyone, but... There's still a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like moving here to to Salt Lake, I, I've I've gotten a lot of it because of the fact where I live is, it's not a lot of people with tattoos. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And me and my wife, obviously. Oh, are, my neighbors probably think I'm a crack dealer. Oh, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's great. Yeah, my 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 neighbors. Um, I've seen them kind of look me up and down a yeah. few times, and they they look at my wife and they're kind of like, huh, what do they do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how, why are they in this neighborhood? And it's cool. Like for me, it's like. It's all good. You're like they're gonna judge me, you know what I mean. And hopefully one day they see who I am and what I represent and be like, "Fuck, I was wrong." And it's, hopefully it'll change how they look at people for the rest of their life. I don't know if I want that. You know, you know, I, I do. To me, it's like having a pit bull. Yeah. Like pit bulls have their reputation. Yeah. They got the look. They got the structure. People are intimidated by yeah. them. They're scared. Of them. They think they're fucking baby killers. 
Have you ever petted the pit bull? Most likely, the best, it's right. like the cutest family. I, I pet. love them. Mine are super adorable, except. Nobody will fuck with my house yeah. because of my pit bulls and their <laughs> reputation. So same thing with me. Yeah. Nobody will probably fuck with my house because of me and the way I look. Like nobody, yeah. they, they just leave me alone and that's good. It's funny, man. Society's slowly changing. It's just not changing fast enough. You know, it's like a lot of, a lot of the guys in acting were like, dude, if you get your head tattooed, you can lose a chance of getting other parts. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, uh, I don't give a shit. How many, <laughs> how many parts did uh, Danny Trejo lose because of his chest tattoo? Dude, he got more parts, exactly. dude. And I think exactly. I think in modern society, even in television, you're going to start seeing it as a norm. Uh-huh. You're going to see firefighters just fully oh, yeah. sleeved up on TV. All the people that are getting tattooed are in charge now. Exactly. We're, you're gonna, we're the ones running shit. You're going to see, you have firefighters fully sleeved. Mm-hmm. Dude, I saw an FBI agent fully neck tatted dog and I thought he was an informant. Like, Dang. nope. He was the top fucking FBI agent in charge. What does that have to do with your skills? Exactly, and, and that's, that's the thing that people tell me. People say this: they go, "Like, dude, did, did did your tattoos affect anything in your career?" I was like, "No, man. Why? Because I was good at what I did. Yep, I did my job. I was good at being a border patrol agent. Mm-hmm. I was good at being um, in, in, a, um, in the military. I was just good at it. Mm-hmm. No one questioned like why I had Jesus tattooed on my hands. They're just like, dude, that guy, that guy, he has a lot of tattoos. Oh, but he's a really good NCO in the military yeah. as well. And, and that's the reality of it. Like, you, you can't determine someone by their tattoos. It doesn't even no, matter anymore. Work ethic to me is so much more important than exactly. appearance. But you know what's fucking crazy? Guys, who guys who are listening, be smart about getting certain things tattooed yes. until you're in a position where yes. you're comfortable. Play the game. So exactly. Some guy hit me. I was like, dude, I want to get my hands tattooed. Mm-hmm. I was like, do not fucking touch those hands, or face, or neck until you know you're where you want to be right. in life. Because he can deter it. You can destroy an opportunity by getting a hand tattoo. Right. Big time. Oh yeah. They even call it, don't the tattoo artists call it something like that? Like job stoppers. The job stopper. Yep. That's that's a fucking job stopper right there, man. Job stopper. Neck, hands, and face. Neck, hands, and face. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. My brother was like, before I get my neck tattooed, he's like, dude, don't do it. I got I can get you a job as a firefighter here in Chandler. He wants me my brother. He mm-hmm. wants me to work with him. He wants me to be a firefighter. We know it's a really cool lifestyle. My dad did it for thirty two years, right? Mm-hmm. So nice. so nice. he's just like Hey, dude, don't get your neck tattooed. Just I can still get you on with your hands, but don't get your neck. Mm-hmm. And I got my neck tattooed, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah, like, I love you, man, but dude, I, there's too much skin showing on my neck, and I had to get rid of it. You know, it's like I'm gonna get the head blasted eventually, and and we'll start working on my legs and my ribs, and 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 uh, I'll be eventually done. And I'm sure I'm gonna try and start finding other things to do mm-hmm. in between that. Right? You're gonna just keep finding shit. Oh yeah, my my assistant was telling me how she has a second job too, and how it was kind of a bummer for her that she can't express herself. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, with well, like piercings, tattoos, and hair. I'm like, what the fuck does that matter with what you're doing right now? Yeah. Like self-expression is so overrated. You need to play the games first. You need yeah. to play by the rules first. Do what you got to do. Position yourself. Be the freaking boss. Then be free. Like earn your freedom. Yeah. Earn that respect and earn your position. Don't start at the bottom saying with demands. Yeah. Life does not work that way. You sweep that fucking floor. You shut your goddamn you mouth. You fucking start at the bottom, dude. And then you climb and climb harder and faster than everybody. Work harder than anybody around you. Then change the rules. And when you get to the top, that's when you start that's making things when self-expression comes into play exactly. that's like a it's a perk it's not a fucking right right you're under whoever you're working on under it's just the reality of the boss. reality of life dude. yeah you know what the, the best compliment I, I i fucking feel like i've ever had is the fact that um like christy's mom and several people they go like i didn't realize you had so many tattoos so yeah because you 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 listened to me you mm-hmm. you heard me speak you you saw how i carried myself and you didn't see anything else but my personality right and that's powerful that says a lot, right? And, and and that's important. I think, 
you know, like I don't, my, my tattoos are mine. These are, these are mine. This is my form of expression. This is my life. And, uh, it's not here to push it onto anyone else to enjoy, to like, or whatever, whatnot. This is fucking my body. God damn it. I got Danny Trejo tattooed on me because fuck you, man. It's Danny Trejo. I have the last tattoo I got. I haven't even shown that many people. It's on my shin. It makes me happy. It's goofy. It's great. Yeah. It's not there to make anybody upset. It's not there to make anybody happier or impress anybody else. People do that to make me giggle. But how many people do you get? Get tattoos just to impress other people. Uh, a few. You can you can see it. You can see why they're getting certain tattoos. But all, that's that's honestly more like introduction, like more um, like walk-in tattoo shops. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm getting more of a higher level of client now. Yeah. No, you you're different. You're in a different world. Way more thought out. Yeah. They understand what they want. They understand. This that, represents you know, this. This is an inspiration because of this. Yeah. These they they have full pieces. This they're isn't just a fucking. Wait. They're willing to spend a little bit of money on it. And they're it, not doing sticker tattoos and wants yeah. and everything. So. We, most biggest pet peeve in my fucking life and we're running up to an hour here we're gonna be done here soon but biggest pet peeve in my life is someone somebody asked me so how many tattoos you got (laughs) what do you what do you how do you answer that i was usually i'm like well here's one and i'll point out my whole sleeve (laughs) there's two so maybe three i don't i don't i feel like the same people that count tattoos are are the same people that count their beers (laughs) bro bro i've drank Five beers. Where are you at? You're like, I got 13 piercings, 23 <laughs> tattoos. I got a plan for 14 more. Like, I don't. No, I don't give a fuck, dude. Man, no. I, mine is like, it's one. I, right. They they all touch. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep doing it until I get bored of it. But it, it's, it's it's just a funny it's a funny question. But you know, um, or how much did you spend on your tattoos? Yeah, exactly. That's another like, goofy. My, mine are like, I've done them all in a garage. Most of mine are in a garage, so like I don't even know, <laughs> dude. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> it's just hours of hanging out with the boys getting yeah, fucking blasted yeah, dude. it's fun yeah it's crazy it's funny man tattooing there's there's more to tattooing than just going to get tattoos and, and some people I think um, don't know the culture behind it and I wish more people looked more into tattooing in an aspect of not just putting a cool heart on your fucking ass but actually understanding uh, a form of an expression you right, know what I mean definitely. And, it, and, it, and it's pretty sweet and so uh, we're, we're coming up to the end of this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys want more of a tattooing, dude, I can have Will on anytime. He lives right down the street from me. So <laughs> we might have to do this a couple more times because I want to get more into a lot of the philosophies that you have in life and, and a lot of the your That'd thinking. It's good. Yeah. Can we plug the shop real fast? Oh, dude, you plug anything you want. Yes. Go for it. So we are at 930 South Main Street. It's called Black Salt Studio, B-L-A-Q-U-E. You can Google us. Um, currently, we have myself, Casey Roy, Preston, um, Sadie, Sammy, and we have a new guy, Luke. Everybody does something a little bit different and everybody there is freaking fantastic. Come yes. by and visit us and just look. Go check it out, man. Yeah, we'll take care of you. And you guys, when you guys go there, just say, here, this is what I'm looking for. Who's the best tattoo artist that can do this job? Yeah, 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 nobody, we're not a cutthroat kind of shop. We'll we'll point you to who does the best job for you and what you're looking for. And it's solid, man. And again, uh, you guys, go check out Will. His his, uh, Instagram is Will underscore XX. Go check it out. You can see his art. You can also see links to his shop if you can catch it here. Um, I'll be posting when I get this edited onto my page as well as I'll be starting to get some work from Will as well. So, hey, dude, uh, looking forward to the next time, brother. Thank you so much, buddy. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Later.